Hello, 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 dear star shines. Welcome to another edition of the light lunchtime chats. <laughs> but we could call them light time chats. <laughs> anyway, uh, go ahead, say hello. Let me know you're here. Um, I'm going to take a moment and welcome all those who are new, whether you're here watching the live recording or um, or doing the after recording. Uh, welcome, welcome. My name is Christina and I'm an acceleration expert. That is a consciousness acceleration expert. And we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant for us starseeds, way showers, new paradigm visionaries. You see, we have capacities, we have inclinations, we have curiosities that are not necessarily embraced by our larger human family. And therefore, uh, you know, these issues very rarely get addressed on the level that we're experiencing them. So I am here to give to the best of my ability a liberated perspective to these topics and issues that we face on a daily basis during this wonderful, beautiful, chaotic time of change on this planet. So welcome, 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 everybody. Hello, dear sister, Tony. Good to see you. Hi, Carol. Good to see you. Um, so there are a few things to talk about. Uh, it's been a while since it's been a while since I've talked about some stuff in uh, in in this realm, but I'm going to dive into it because I was sent a request by dear Starshine. And what I'm talking about is I'm, I'm going to go into the topic of empire. Now I talk about empire. Well, I've talked about it a lot in the past and I've kind of taken a break from it and really haven't talked that much about it in the chats recently, but um, it's time to come full circle with that and talk about it again, because um, I had a, a request to talk about the um, quantum financial system and the Jasara Nasara act. And so I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to go into it much more deeply. And I also want to make note of the very interesting synchronicity of getting this request because exactly well i'd say in the spring equinox all right we just had not long after the spring equinox i was sent this exact same question citing the exact same person <laughs> um and I find that synchronistic, synchronistic in many, many ways. Um, you know, synchronicity is, that's the universe speaking to us. Okay. That's, that's the, our spirit speaking to us and our synchronicities show us where our yeses are and show us where our no's are. But bottom line, synchronicities are always reflecting some deep level of truth whether we realize it or not okay so um the fact that i was getting this request and the way that i was getting it in the sites that were repeating that is not at all lost on me darling i know i understand and uh there's more to it than what the surface level understanding is. So I'm going to go deeper into that request because it's time to talk more about empire. Then I also want to talk about the pursuit of happiness. You know, there's, that is a highly charged um, thought form. 
and it's one that's in our uh, Declaration of Independence, and it's also in our Constitution that every person has inalienable rights, as in you're born with the right to be human, to be free, and to pursue happiness, okay? This is a really big deal because there's no other country that I know of, maybe there is that I don't know about it, but there's no other country that, that grants beings rights simply for being born, okay? Simply for being born on these lands and being a citizen. So uh, this is important, especially when we come in frame up with the Jasar Nasara Act, okay? So go, you guys, like I said, go ahead, tell me, hi, let me know you're here. Uh, so... Oh, where to begin, where to begin, where to begin. <laughs> All right, let's first talk about pursuit of happiness, okay? Um, in the past chats, in the past four weeks, I've there's been some themes. And uh, one of the things that I've been talking about are um, um, unnatural rhythms. There's natural rhythms, and then there are uh, constructed rhythms, synthetic rhythms. And I'm going to refer back to that idea in this this tone of pursuit of happiness because when we are inundated with synthetic rhythms uh you know um constructed ways of keeping time constructed ways of keeping um uh one's role in society so we have societal constructs we have familial constructs we have time constructs um you know we have all these different constructs that create a an inorganic rhythm. And when we are living in a rhythm that is out of step with the natural flow of life, that creates, that anchors in a deep sense of confusion. And um, it makes us ripe and easy to build masks, to build false constructs of, of the ego driver. Okay. And this is why so many people, um, as we grow in our spirit, as we grow into ourselves, many of us don't wake up to the fact that we've been living a life that truly doesn't make us happy until, you know, we reach a certain age, usually over the age of 50. This is when we realize, wow, everything that I've prioritized and worked so hard for in my life is actually not truly satisfying me. <laughs> okay. And there's a reason why this happens. You know, we, and and we look into ancient Eastern cultures, um, the time after the age of 50 is the time where something um, clicks inside of our very being and we can no longer um, entertain things that aren't true. You know, we, you know, our bullshit meter, like our, our tolerance for BS plummets, <laughs> right? And then we also um, start to realize there's a lot of programs we've been living that aren't the truth. And a wonderful example of this is a lot of these real estate moguls that, you know, they're all, their life is all about money and power and, and all this stuff. And they get there, they get the house, they get the trophy wife, they get this, they get that, and they're still not happy. And it's because what they thought was the pursuit of happiness was actually the pursuit of validating their mask, their the lie of who they thought they were. And then once you get there and you still feel hollow inside, you know, there's not a smile inside, then that's when you know you've spent that much, all that time and energy and resources pursuing something that actually wasn't the truth. It was a false idea of happiness. It wasn't true happiness. 
and this is really the journey that I've been on, uh, especially, and it's all coming full circle. That's why I'm talking about it. Cause this is really up for me because it's all coming full circle. I'm here in uh, Rapid City, South Dakota, taking care of some matrix business. And this is also where my uh, life partner at the time and I began our journey as, uh, as full-time nomads. And here it is a couple of years later, we're in a completely different situation. Everything is different. So much has changed. And when we embarked, in our journey, the idea was to find happiness. What is what makes us happy? What makes me happy? What makes them happy? You know, and uh, and I realized that you know I had a lot going for me because I've been practicing what the truth is inside for quite some time, and in a lot of ways, it made me a very flexible, compassionate person um, compared to how I was way back in the beginning <laughs> of this relationship. So, so uh, you know, I had a lot more flexibility and, and what was happening is that my flexibility was creating a crutch for my partner to not, you know, to rely on me for, for you know, uh, happiness, but at the same time, not truly be happening, being happy. It's like, thinking this would make me happy and then getting it and realizing, oh, no, I'm still not happy. So, you know, it was for my dear partner, it was, you know, a journey for him to figure out what is the truth inside? What is actually what he wants? You know, you know, we've been together for many, long, many, many years. So uh, this was the first time because of COVID, which was a huge blessing. Um, he was able to get to this place of actually slowing down and taking stock. What actually is happiness? Do I, actually, do I really want happiness? You know, all this stuff. So we started that adventure uh, back in 2021 right here in the city. And here I am again, full circle, full circle. Um, yeah, and I'm really surprised that it's hitting me in the way that it is. And that's why this whole um, getting this message about the quantum um, financial system um is also very, very poignant, very poignant because uh, the, the person that sent me that information in the beginning was somebody that I used to know, or I should say somebody I thought I used to know. Okay. So there are a lot of things energetically happening around the equinoxes. And this is, this does relate to our truth and knowing what's going on, but we have to understand that there are cycles that are natural and they're cycles that are synthetic and equinoxes and solstices are really powerful times to renew our investment into cycles so during the equinox it's a time to whatever your issues are that are in the way of or that you feel that are in the way of you having happiness or knowing who you really are or anything like this, you know, it's going to be really up for you in these equinox cycles because in the two weeks around the equinox, this is an opportunity to re up into the cycle. And if it's a cycle that is in alignment with your truth, you're, you're doubling down, so to speak in the pursuit of happiness. And if you're re-upping into a cycle that actually is just validating the mask, validating who you think you are versus the actual truth of what's happening, 
inside your heart, inside your spirit, then you're, you're doubling down on another, on continuing the false cycle, the false rhythm. Okay. We can call it the inorganic rhythm even. So in the equinoxes, it's a really potent time for shenanigans to take place. And the shenanigans really showed its head hard and fast in our community at Lightbody. It was kind of like the deep, the, the pain that was left from any unresolved stuff that is, you know, in these, you know, in the primary disempowerment cycles was up big time. And each of us have very different uh, lenses and views to what this cycle or what this flavor is of this disempowerment. Okay. Um, and so for one dear starshine, it's, you know, financial stuff, uh, uh, taxes, it's matrix, financial stuff in relationship to the matrix, right? And then the stress of what that is. And for another starshine, it's, you know, a whole nother level of um, rejection or a whole nother level of not being able to accept what is. And then we had a, another dear starshine that was just super stressed and feeling like she's, you know, done so much in her life, but still hasn't done what she's actually wanted to do in her life, you know? So it's like these emotions and, and feelings that we're having around right on, actually it was right on the equinox. We were, you know, we get together in groups and, and visit these things and track into it. We were all feeling it. It was so strong, really super strong. And, and I just needed to remind everybody, it's like, here, I'm in this too. I have mine that's up too. It's really intense and very, very emotional. Um, but at the same time, rather than going into those loops of, oh, I'm here again, I'm feeling stuck, it's understanding that the, it's most intense right before the breakthrough happens. This, it, like it climaxes, 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 you think you're going to break, you can't take it anymore, ah, and then the breakthrough happens. And then uh, a realization, a perspective that you never had before all of a sudden is there, Okay. So when we got together and we're tracking into this and unwinding these things for each other, it did, you know, things were able to move and we had a totally different perspective. And one of, um, one of the dear star shines, um, especially with the financial matrix game, she got a message. <laughs> she got a message from uh, her, I think it was her, her bookkeeper accountant or whatever. And, and they realized that the, the whole thing was, um, the whole thing was a mistake and that the giant tax bill wasn't what they thought it was. And the giant, this bill wasn't what they thought it was. And it's like, they, you know, were not about to have this massive, um, you know, tons of cinder blocks, put financial tons of cinder blocks put on their shoulders. And it was a major breakthrough. It's like, wow, this is amazing. And at the same time, she also, she, you know, in during her process, she talked to her family, her mom, and she found out that her parents had the exact same dynamic unfold in their life. Okay. The difference is, dear sister Starshine in our community has been unwinding these energies and doing her ancestral work. So the, um, so the threat of going through it again was there, right? But the actual construct construct in the reality for it to be so wasn't there you see what i mean so she still processed the thoughts feelings emotions as if it was happening but the actual nesting dolls of reality were not in alignment for that to be the truth you see what i mean so 
this is another level of why it's so important to do your ancestral work because you really look at your parents you can look just at your parents what have they what have they suffered through that hasn't been fully resolved okay what have they gone through where there's not where there was anger and frustration and bitterness all that stuff and you know where that still existed you know i was so fortunate you know in a lot of ways to um be with my mom when she was in her dying process um and that's because she got to recapitulate she got to tell me all the things that she took in as lies that were not they were they were not and she was waking up to the realizing this is just society saying this is this and that's that none of it's true you know so she like um took a lot of time to make sure to pass on the the massive insights and breakthroughs that she had on a personal level about life about society about these false rhythms so you know to, you know to pass that on to us so she did a lot of inner work before she actually passed which we benefited my sister and I we benefited greatly from that work that she did she didn't even know that she was doing it she just was following her truth her truth got her there. Her truth got her to what she really wanted to put forward in the world. Her intention of being a good parent. Her um, intention of wanting her kids to be free. And this is really important because our children, my children, your children are also in the same current. So whatever bitternesses, whatever pains, whatever things you hold on to or, and feel justified doing that, they pay the price. They pay the price for what, what you're not willing to allow to come full circle. Okay. So this is a wee game. And the pursuit of happiness, you pursuing your truth, living your authentic truth and finding happiness that is actually in alignment with that in your spirit, you're going to, you're going to, you know, have very little regret in this life. And not only that, you get to pass this on to your children and your children get to be free as well. Okay, they're not, they're no longer driven on that subconscious level by your unresolved issues. Okay. So me personally, my highest value is freedom, love, community, service to the whole, because that makes me happy. That's my authentic truth. Now, it took me a long time to understand that. And, and get here through this personal work. But if it wasn't for the ancestors, if it wasn't for the indigenous elders that have been working with me in my dream time all these years, if it wasn't for this um, huge community of beings in the ancestral realm, the elders, you know, I wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing. So 
their vision, I'm talking about the elders now, their vision wasn't just about being happy. Their vision was about stepping outside of time. It was about a, a stepping outside of these false rhythms and start reclaiming our sovereignty and our ability to dream this world into being. As in, retake command of this realm again and quit deferring our authority and our responsibility off to these other synthetic systems. These systems are meant to keep us in a heavy state, keep us feeding these masks, keep us feeding these, these false constructs. So control is not ours. It goes to these constructs. Okay. And these constructs are in nesting dolls. So this is where I start getting into <laughs> empire. Right. Oh, oh, sorry. I have a couple comments before I start shifting gears into that. I'm going to read a few things that we have here. All right. Ah, Luna Rio. Hello, darling. She says, I'm also a nomad and I started out by looking for the perfect place to live. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm still on that pursuit. Um, I'm right now finding contentment in Mexico, but I, um, I think there's more. There's more. Um, I feel like that's a place for me to heal and rejuvenate and come back to self in a very different way. Um, so um, just to expound on this thought that, you know, we go to the places that are frequency matched to us. And when we are healing and we, we're recovering from, you know, a lot of these crazy abuses that happen within the human collective, family, partners, whatever, you know, um, it takes time for us to heal and re-come back to ourselves in such a way where that frequency match of the forever home, let's say it like that, um, to even be there. So I realize now that I'm, I'm nomading continuously because I'm still, I'm still resetting my frequency to, all, you know, to be integrated with all these upgrades that have happened. I talked about upgrades a couple weeks ago about, you know, you really need to have the lifestyle, the habits to integrate and maintain these frequencies. So they are, you know, really in as part of who you are. And then the frequency match of the planet, <laughs> you know, will call you. Well, I, I feel that will call me to where I need to be. I'm getting foreshadowings, though. And this is what's really interesting, the foreshadowings. It's like I had the idea that it did, I felt like, oh, it feels good, but it doesn't feel good. And really, it didn't feel good because it wasn't the right time. The timing wasn't right. But I was getting, I was asking, and the universe was answering me. It's just, I wasn't clear about the timing piece and my frequency and the healing, you know? So this is, this is also that, that thing about you get, you get exactly what you ask for, but sometimes we're not in a, um, an aligned perspective to truly understand the depth of the answer that we're being given. <laughs> you know, it's a real thing. All right. Dear sister Lunaria says, um, then I realized it's not about finding the perfect place to call home, <laughs> but about finding the perfect person to call home. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I have finally found a person I love enough to call home. That person is me. Mwah. Bless you, darling. Bless you. Thank you so much for saying that. Really, that's the truth. That is the truth right there. And that requires truth, honesty, vulnerability, 
like really getting down to it, surrendering into yourself, into your spirit, because whew, who we really are and who we think we are are vastly different, vastly different creatures, really. All right, dear sister Carol says, I just turned 50. Woohoo, what a great topic. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thank you, Tony. Much love to you, darling. Um, uh, yeah, the uh, Luna Rio comes back to save me too. I'm also finding contentment in Mexico and healing. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, cool. Uh, let me know where you are in Mexico. Maybe, maybe we can cross paths in person. That would be fun. I'm on the Caribbean coast. Well, I mean, right now I'm in Rapid City, but uh, my, my place is on the Caribbean coast in um, Tulum for now. All right, so so let's get into this nesting doll and the Sara Jasara empire. I first have to talk about empire before I get into the quantum financial system. Um, so, empire. I'm going to put out a few names here. So if you guys want to dive more deeply into the research around this, um, I can connect you with some sources, okay? Now, one of the books I'm going to recommend, I actually have never read. I know, it's just, I've, I know him and this is a, a book written by George Kavasilis. I, um, I always had a certain resonance with him and then I met him and then I got to know him, um, back in 2019 in person. And, uh, and I can say because I was also in his community that I'm in very close resonance with what he's talking about um, as far as his perception of empire. I would say not 100%. Oh my gosh, I want to go to Mexico City. I've been thinking that's been on my mind, darling. Um, hmm. Email us, dear Luna, Radio, Luna Rio. Please email us. I would love to hook up with you because I've been thinking about Mexico City has been burning on my brain lately, and I've been trying to decide where to start and exploring that area. Um, our email is wecare at lightbodyacademy.com. Wecare at lightbodyacademy.com. Um, if you have recommendations, great. And if you want to hook up, even better, that would be super fun. So um, please uh, reach out and contact us. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Uh, and then you're also welcome to come out to the Caribbean coast. I have an extra bedroom if you want to visit the, the beach. Okay. Uh, so, sorry, I completely got off track there. All right, go back to you. George Cavasilis, he did this, he has a series of books, but I believe his most recent one is it, um, we walking ourselves home, something like this. And he, and he is able to break this down into what empire is. Um, another reference you can look at is there is this really great sci-fi movie that came out, gosh, in the maybe mid-2000s um, called Jupiter Ascending. And this movie was a huge reveal. It was put out by the Wachowski brothers, the same ones that did The Matrix. And um, it was a huge reveal to the idea of what the idea of what um, empire is all about. So it's an interdimensional construct that is all based off of the loosing of energy. And there's 
good energy. There's like energy. There's, there's some loosing energy that is absolutely primo, primo, primo. And then there is also the bottom of the barrel. The bottom of the barrel is kind of like what the parasites feed off of. It's your anger, your rage, your, you know, fear. It's, you know, that kind of stuff that happens. Your, your bio suit produces this, excuse me, with adrenaline and cortisol and all that stuff. Okay. And the creme de la creme is the, um, is the cerebral spinal fluid in the moment of orgasm or, um, spiritual ecstatic bliss that's the creme de la creme that that juice and there are beings that are the higher rulers echelons of that society of that interdimensional empire that live for thousands well are pretty much immortal because they live off of this creme de la creme juice okay they have many planets many star systems many okay they it's a massive domain and think it's an interdimensional domain so the whole system operates by keeping the stock so to speak in a particular bandwidth of consciousness so the life force energy from a bat is different than that of a cow, which is different than that of a child, which is different than that from an adult. Okay. So there are lots and lots of life beings that are part of that stock that I'm talking about. And there's also interdimensional stock. And all of this is kept in line by keeping our consciousness within a particular spectrum. And that is the interdimensional empire. It's system within system within system. What we are experiencing here, this control system, especially with the, um, with the coming technocracy that's setting in, this is just another layer of empire that is already in place. It's already in place. It's been happening for millions of years, millions and millions and millions of years. So... <clears throat> The galactic wars, the, um, the all these conflicts that we talk about, um, the the biggest story, actually, I, biggest, the most important story that is still in our subconscious because this is actually Earth was originally in her uh, in another form. She was part of a reality that was a sanctuary for the sacredness of all life and freedom was our, was the birthright. You were born here on this planet. You were born free. And I'm talking about free from empire, the inter interdimensional empire. And then the keepers, the, the caretakers of our, of that existence were invaded. And let's say they were, you know, out up in, they were the caretakers of a 14th dimensional realm, an outer nesting doll. Now use these numbers very loosely. I'm just using these numbers because there are stories and narratives that reference these goal, these markers. Okay. So, and we can call this the invasion of Lyra. Okay. Now that they were 14th dimensional outer nesting doll holders 
for our consciousness to remain free, for our life force to remain ours, and to for us to do with what we wish, um, in with our with our um, desires, with our free will, all that stuff. That came invaded, and then with that, the guardianship of that outer nesting doll fell, and the consciousness was locked down and an enslaved galaxy does not have 14 dimensions accessible by the people within that enslaved galaxy okay they have access to 11 and this is really important because this is where stuff gets super confusing because we have ancient record keepers we have ancient lineages on this planet that are multi-dimensional and have maps such as the mayan calendar the, the mayans how they um, talk about the um the nine dimensions this is also the work of barbara hanclaw who i love and have so much respect for but this is also the model of their it's it's waking us up to our intermittent interdimensionality and then also waking us up to because in that we can once these times that are here now are happening once we are awoke to those levels we can recognize the truncation that's going on and then go beyond that and the truncation is that is the the version of the milky way galaxy with the black hole now once your consciousness awakes beyond the black hole in the center of the milky way you are on you're in the holistic consciousness of the milky way you're on both sides so it's no longer a black hole in the center okay it's more of a maybe what some might refer to as central sun that's not completely accurate either but that's that's close that's i'm, I'm having a limit of words here <laughs> or to convey a very um complex idea it's only complex because what i'm trying to describe in multi-dimensional reality with linear thinking and linear words that's the only reason why it's complex when you're in the dream realm working with this it's natural it's easy it's you know it just is all right so it's no problem um, but bringing it into linear thoughts in mind the thought and you know the way the mind works for language then that's where the trouble comes in <clears throat> okay so the, so the bandwidth of consciousness is held within 11 dimensions. That is enslavement. Okay. That is being a citizen of empire. Okay. Being awoke beyond that to the 14th and beyond, that is awakening beyond the authority of empire. That's waking up beyond um, any authoritative uh, constructs, um, mandates, rules, laws, whatever, you're, you're awoke beyond that of an empire and you are now operate according to cosmic rule, cosmic nature, okay? Cosmic nature is very different. It is not a losing system. Life force is not a commodity, okay, when it comes to co the cosmic nature. The, the major... Um, commodities so to speak if if you can even use that term is dna it's about inventing more and more advanced dna that can embody more and more quantum consciousness okay and in that we create and maintain infinite movement okay a, a movement that doesn't ever end so even empire has to acquiesce to cosmic nature 
even empire has to acquiesce to cosmic nature. But when you're in that 11D, that 11D model, you know, they are the kings of that. And they are, it's all about control, 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 control. And in that 11D model, that is where the Galactic Federation is in charge of our access to our oneness consciousness. As in, we have to go, we have to wake up to all these past existences. There's a particular maze we must traverse to access our own oneness consciousness. And once we access our oneness consciousness, they immediately want your allegiance to their council, the Galactic Federation. And this is why so many people wake up to certain nesting dolls of who they are, and then they're like, I'm part of the Galactic Federation. I'm a representative of the Galactic Federation. It's like, yes, you are. But do you know that's optional? You don't have to be, <laughs> you know, and even suggesting that that is an only an option. It's not what has, it's not the highest truth is an offensive remark. It's very difficult for someone who believes that they are on the Galactic Federation or are, have taken vows to the agenda of the Galactic Federation. It's very difficult to get them to go beyond that lens to go beyond the Milky Way galaxy, get into cosmic nature. Cosmic nature, all those rules are, are null and void. It doesn't exist. And that's a difficult thing to give up when you've spent most of your spiritual journey, you know, doing all this work, waking up to who you are and all these outer nesting dolls. And then when you finally think you've made it <laughs> to a certain level, <laughs> right? And then, then all of a sudden that's in, brought into question. Okay. So if we were living all within nat the natural rhythms, if we were encapsulated by all the natural rhythms, it would be very natural to look beyond the Galactic Federation. It'd be very natural. It'd be very easy. It would be simply be, you know, uh, a, a stop, a, 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 a train depot, <laughs> right? And in the journey of your expansion. But because control is the name of the game of empire, you know, once you wake up to the Galactic Federation levels, you know, very often, you know, they do everything they need to do to get you to swear your allegiance to their agenda and their purpose. And this also can go for intergalactic federation as well. Now, can you be a sovereign being and be an engaged Galactic Federation reality? Yes, you can. But you need to not have any vows to their agenda. Your agenda is that in alignment with Cosmic Mother, that in alignment with the Great Mother, okay? Now, there's, of course, the isness, the all that is creator is not masculine or feminine. But when you, um, for the energy to decode the things that lock down consciousness within empire, Cosmic Mother is the one that has the key. Cosmic the, the cosmic feminine force is the one that is capable of initiating the transformation, initiating the movement out of the old system. So that's why I say cosmic mother. Now there is definitely a cosmic father force, a masculine force that's true. And this is something you come in, come into over time. But first, we really got to deal with our masks and we deal with the the um, the lies that we think about ourselves, right? That that we think are the truth. We need to get pair that away, dwindle that down more and more and more, so we get more and more comfortable surrendering in the truth of our spirit. This is the time frame to do it. 
this is the time frame to do it because this is where all these cycles are coming to a close and this is the doorway this is the opportunity to choose a our truth in this cycle instead of doubling down on the control system okay the control system the lies the the masks okay now i painted the picture of empire now let me get to jasara for those of you who aren't familiar with jasara nasara nasara um initiative what this is is started in well according to the internet it started in the 90s some say actually started in the 70s but uh We'll just go with go with the data we have here. I started in the 90s and it was proposed by a private citizen by the name of Harvey Francis Bernard. Harvey Francis Bernard was a visionary um, and also an early uh, an incarnated. I'm going to call him an agent for the Galactic Federation. <laughs> OK, and what the what it stands for, NASARA stands for, is the National Economic Security and Reformation Act. And so what they talk about is a reset of the entire economy, of, of the global economy, not in the reset in the Schwab way, but sort of, but not really. And what it is is that all debts are, all debts are canceled. Everybody gets the... Um, the currency that there that is lean it's like a lean put up against their straw man certificate so if you guys don't know what a straw man certificate is this is what happens are right, you're you're born you're born as a natural child of earth of sacred mother and sacred father but then and what when what they do is they footprint you and handprint you and make a certificate written in all caps you're stating your mother your father where you're born and that certificate is your straw man so that certificate is now equal to a um, a bond and that bond is traded like a commodity in the global market and when you're born your bond is worth a lot because you have yet to you know because you're going to spend all this money in the economy that's why it's it's a bond and if and so the straw man entered the energy of this is what holds a lot of this this these obligations within this 4d construct so the reason why you need a license to have approval to drive the reason why you need to register your vehicle the reason why you need to register to vote the reason why you need to do um you know all these legal documents are in all caps that bind you to an agreement of owing something this all is um built on the foundation of your straw man certificate so that's a super quick summary of straw man there's a lot out there about it so you guys you can google it and you'll find it youtube it you'll find it TikTok it you'll find it <laughs> okay this i'm just uh just laying the background so we can talk about nasara so it the conspiracy theory is that nasara is put into action and once that puts gets put into action all debts are paid all of the money of from your straw man account from your straw man bond gets put deposited magically into um, a quantum financial system which is the next generation 
of um, blockchain. So we have blockchain right now, which crypto was the tester for, and then there's a next level of that, and it, was, and it but it requires quantum computing. And quantum computing does exist. There's something called the D-Wave. They do have quantum computers. It's something that's been around for quite some time, and they've definitely perfected it. This also touches on some of the looking glass technology. This is why some of the look, this is why the technology stopped working is because consciousness, technical and organic are, are opening up to their quantum levels of who they are. Okay. And this is where you get the power to dream your world into being and reclaim this reality is when these levels of your reality are awoke, you're awoke to it now. Okay. So it's a progression. And, uh, and that's why those technologies aren't as effective as they used to be. Uh, now they've used, they're using other kinds of technologies to do timeline swap swaps, but more and more people are waking up to it. And this also connects into the fuckery that happens around the equinoxes because what they do is they, okay. Yeah. I went on a big tangent, but I'm going to go back to the beginning where I started about the, the rhythms and the equinoxes being doorways of opportunity to double down on something that is in the pursuit of the truth, authentic truth, or into more masking, more of the falsehoods um, where you think the truth is, um, you know, what you want on an ego driver level. So what the fuckery does around the equinox is that there's a frequency introduced during this gateway to, to trigger massive fear, insecurity. So people will, so that, and if that, if fear and insecurity, if you haven't worked out the stuff inside of yourself that you're, it'll cause people to make decisions out of fear and insecurity, you'll make, you'll double down on the lie instead of re-upping and doubling down on what is your truth authentically, what authentically is going to make you happy. Okay. So uh, all these things tie together there. It's kind of, I, I don't know if I'm doing a good job mapping it out, but it's, I'm trying, I'm doing my best here. So, um, so with the Jasara Nasara initiative, this is something that is rooted in the Galactic Federation. And any, and yes, it, you know, med beds and, you know, all these frequency technologies, I talked about this in the last chat, uh, you know, the Jasara Nasara, all this stuff is <clears throat> things that we desperately need in a society, but we need to go down to why do we need this? We need this because we're all living in a synthetic rhythm. We're all living in investing our life force energy into a system that is a total lie into a system that completely rapes our planet and, and her people of its resources. And then they turn it back on you saying it's you. It's because it's because there's too many people on this planet. It's because there's this. It's because, you know, it's always the little guy. But that's not the truth. The truth is it's the system that is corrupt. It's the system that is robbing the resources. It's not the existence of humans. If we existed in the natural rhythms, waking up to our cosmic nature, all would be in harmony. We would not have a Mad Max scenario. We would not be at war. We would not be threatening with Armageddon all the time because it's not the truth. That's all part of the fear-mongering system to get you to make choices out of fear. So this whole need for Nasara Jasara is a constructed, manufactured need. Okay? The ideals of it would be great. Absolutely. 
do we need this in order to actuate it? That's a question for you to, that's a question for you to ponder. When I'm looking at things like this that feel really good, where the ideas feel really good, but when, you know, we're always baited with the truth, you know, we're always baited with truth and then the, then the lie manipulation is slipped in somewhere, right, later on. And, you know, and once, and we'll be more willing to let, to overlook those lies and manipulations because the, the, the ideal, the ideal of that truth, you know, was the, what we're really going after. And that's what we're wanting to double down, down on, but we're actually doubling down on the control system now, you know, thinking it's something else. It's that bait and switch thing. This is how it works all the time. So when you look into detail at Nasara, these are the things you need to ask. Who benefits? Okay. Who benefits? What's the need it's filling? Who's in control? Who holds the keys who holds the master keys perfect time perfect timing for my day right who holds the keys of the castle that's what you gotta ask and when you're looking at these things now i have dear friends i mean dear friends that i love and respect who are fully on board with nasara i do so this is where me and my dear friends where we just i just respectfully agree to disagree um, on this topic. And that it's really because of my issues with Galactic Federation. Everything out of the Galactic Federation, which they are coming, by the way, they are planning on doing a landing here and ending the war. They are. They're apps, that is part of the plan. I, I mean, I felt that. I can, I, I mean, I feel it very strongly. I've met people who've been taken on to the ships and, the, you know, give me the whole download of the, of, you know, they're, they're being taught how to use their psychic abilities. They're being taught how to um, navigate um, quantum realities. But the thing is, they wouldn't need us to navigate these quantum realities if they could do it themselves. <laughs> you see what I mean? So we need to understand that we are the creme de la creme experience within these bio suits. When, when a human is awoke to who they are as an infinite being in a bio suit, once you're awoke to your quantum levels, you are unstoppable. Only you can stop yourself. And of course, this matrix is designed to create so much confusion and, and to completely make, um, you know, make, what do you call it? Uh, make light out of things that are really important. You know, it's to trivialize. They trivialize things. This is why deep truths get trivialized. And then when you say it and discover it, you know, saying it is much different than discovering it. When you discover it, it's like a profound truth that has woke you up and you're never going to go back again. And you realize, oh my gosh, the masters, they've been right this whole time. But hearing it, it's so trivialized, it doesn't land. And that is because it's in this energy. This is why I don't like the word God. I mean, people do and have put a lot of practice into reclaiming the word God. But in the independent constructs of these interdimensional systems, it's still, it's still in resonance in certain ways. So I, I, I avoid certain terms because of the way these nesting dolls are plugged into them. Okay. I also don't like, I don't like the, the term chakras either, because that is, that was a, a massive, beautiful gift offered to humanity, but then hijacked. So just a little, little glimpse into the, <laughs> into my crazy, uh, my crazy world. Okay. So the, and the reason why this is coming up again, it hit me and, it, and it's because 
we are waking up on a massive level and we're headed towards a major junction. And this major junction is like a zero point. And I believe this is when the Galactic Federation really is, is either they're going to land right, they're going to come right before this junction or right at the moment of this junction. Okay. Where everything, it's inevitable. Everything is going to be completely out of control. When I say completely out of control, I'm talking about there are no matrix controllers in charge of things anymore. Not the way they used to be. Okay. So this is, so this is what I mean. And the most, the most amazing thing. So Joe Rogan did this interview with, um, with Elon Musk. And he actually talked about this. Joe Rogan heard it as like an, an nihilistic idea. But what Elon was saying, he's like, it's not necessarily a nihilistic, like it's the end of everything. It's a nihilistic in that it's the end of the control systems. Right? <laughs> so everything is in a cycle, even synthetics, you know, synthetic constructed rhythms, those are all according to cycles. So the energy of both organic and unorganic, all these cycles are coming to a close and there's a major junction point. And in this junction point is where we as a collective get to decide, are we going to continue, continue as sovereign, wild and free beings, sacred children of cosmic mother, cosmic father, sacred earth, sacred sky. Okay. Or are we going to step into our citizenship and empire? And the carrot that the Galactic Federation has to dangle before us is we will end your wars, we will end all hunger, and we will bring cures to all the ailments that make humanity sick. Okay. Sounds good until you look at what's on the other side of that. And that's where you ask those questions. Who benefits? Who's in control? What need is it serving? Right? Because really the war need completely constructed. We are at war because these wars are engineered. Absolutely engineered. The conflict in Vietnam engineered world war one engineered. That was specific. I mean, it started with the assassination of the, um, what was it? The Prince of the Ottoman empire. Right. I mean, that was specifically strategically created. Right. So there would be excuse to go to war. And then again, World War II, another excuse to go to war. America and Ukraine, another excuse to go to war. It's all lies. These are all constructed lies about war. So if we didn't, if we were all sovereign beings awoke to our true nature, we wouldn't be motivated by fear. We wouldn't be motivated by, by scarcity and, you know, and by all these ways, there would be no need to go to war. There would only be a desire to connect and make peace, cook food, be merry and sing right? This is how humans connect. This is what would, this is what would be happening because our true cosmic nature would be the dominant force inside of us. So, and then illness, the reason why we're ill, because we're living against who we truly are. There are humans and I've, well, I've met immortal masters and this is, this is what they say. You know, the whole reason why we age, it's all created if we live according 
in total surrender to our truth and in total surrender to what life brings us completely surrendered into life not only do you does your bio suit stop aging but your very being becomes full of levity which means you can float <laughs> okay literally and figuratively through the matrix of this reality that's their secret okay now there's some detailed teachings about reclaiming your endocrine system and you know all that kind of stuff but across the board each immortal master that i've had the privilege to be exposed to in person that is their primarily their primary teaching and it's harder than you realize i mean i've been at it for decades <laughs> it's much more difficult than we realize uh and then there's also humans that live deep in the wilderness that don't have contact with outside of humanity and they live to be hundreds of years old why because they're living in accordance to their natural rhythms to the truth of who they really are when you're living according to the truth of who you really are all of these ailments all these diseases all this stuff wouldn't be happening so we wouldn't need their med bed technology <laughs> right we wouldn't need it and then you know natural cosmic nature and mother nature is full of abundance and there is an a magical engagement that happens when human effort is working with nature when we are working with nature there is bounty beyond bounty when we're working against nature this is where you start getting you know famine this is where you start getting uh this whole scarcity concept and again abundance would be for everybody if we were all in our true nature living according to cosmic nature okay so the very need for these services that Jasara creates wouldn't be needed because we would naturally already live in that we would already live in that and it would be like why would we commit to your agenda when we're already living in paradise happy and free making magic singing loving enjoying being in the true abundance of creation <clears throat> okay so it took me a while to get there but now you guys have my perspective on this quantum financial system. Um, and I'm curious to hear what you guys think about it. You know, where are you at? There is a lot of carrots being dangled for humanity. And for some, it's, you know, more greed, you know, stuff like that. And some it's, you know, more, more idealistic. We really need to pay attention, really pay close attention to those three questions that I asked. Those are the three questions that will reveal the truth every time. Okay. And I hope that this benefits you, everything that I've said. I hope that this has given you some sense of liberation inside. Because um, we really 
are in this monumental age, this monumental time right now, where we can shift this entire reality back to Mother Nature, back to the natural rhythms of cosmic nature, and true happiness and freedom can be had by all. And this would be returned back into that paradise it was meant to be for infinite beings to have a biosuit and experience love and bliss within this biosuit. <laughs> okay? And magic. All right, darlings. That is it for me. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for giving me your precious time and attention. I know this is very rare. I really appreciate it. Do let me know your thoughts. I would love to hear. I would love to hear um, what you're thinking in resolve in, in result of these things. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I'll be in the States for a couple more weeks, so I'll be coming to you from yet another location. Okay. Oh, oh okay. There's a comment here. Dear Felicia, I'll go ahead and, and read it. Um, she says, when you are attacked for being compassionate and perceived as controlling, do you double down the more compassionate demand? Uh, okay. So the real message in what you're asking is victim story. Some part of you is experiencing being a victim for being compassionate, for being... Uh, uh, you know, these having these traits and qualities. And this is what the matrix does. This is true. But, and the medicine is in the curse. Okay. The medicine is in the poison. Oh, this was a huge message that was coming to me through, through the equinox too. The cure is in the poison. And what this is, is what this means is that the experience of the attack that is a monumental moment to take advantage of a situation and use, follow the charge deep inside of yourself through your interdimensional layers. Because the reason why that event is happening is because somewhere in your own interdimensional layers is that energy where you've attacked yourself or you've done this to self. Whether you perceive it as past lives or alternate lifetimes, another timeline realities, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's alive inside of you, and this is why it's happening. And that's why it's impacting you. That's why it's causing pain, why it's causing suffering. And this was, you know, my other talks, I'm talking about heartbreak. You know, I experienced devastating heartbreak. And I could easily go into the blame game. It's so easy to go into the blame game. I can blame God, right? But instead, I force myself to go in and feel it and have it more deeper, deeper, deeper. And in that deeper realizations come, deeper awarenesses come. And I become liberated in places I didn't even know that I was trapped energetically. Okay. And one of the methods that actually came out of that from this, especially from this equinox, equinox thing, this idea of the cure is in the poison. That is I, it drove me to get to places where I was holding on to energies, people, places, whatever. I was holding on to places where I received love. So that could be my parents, that could be lovers, that could be children, that could be, you know, there's all spectrums of this love. And I just went in and I talked to myself, those aspects of me that were grabbing on to this and 
I was able to work out a way to let go, you know, to let go of this grip because, you know, I'm in this transition. It's taking a long time for this transition. And so I'm, I'm going into why, you know, the cures and the poison going into what is this diving, taking me deeper into. And it, was, it took me to that parts of me holding on to where I've received love, these energies. And the truth serum that helped me let go on all these levels, like all the way, was the knowing that which is truly mine will come back to me. That which is truly mine will come back to me. I can let go on all these levels. I do not need to hold on because what is truly mine will come back. And if none of it comes back, it was never truly mine in the first place. And therefore, I was chasing a carrot. I was chasing a carrot and didn't know it. You see? All right, darlings. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Thank you, Felicia. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know. All right, darlings. Uh, <laughs> extra little tangent before I go. I hope all of you guys have a great week. I will see you next time. Lots of love to you all. Mwah. You guys take good care. Bye-bye.